1: Sports news when it happens here on the fan.
2: It's time to add some spice to your nooner. Nooner, <laughs> funny. This is the place where big time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice.
1: Sponsored by Pella Columbus
2: Windows and Doors that go beyond. All right, outstanding to have you back
3: in with us. A couple hours, we jammed three hours into a two-hour bag. Today, we are Rothman and Ice,
4: Anthony Rothman, Matty Ice, Hayes, and CB. Boys, good to see you. Oh, man, it's great to see you, Big Dog. I hope you had a great weekend as well with our listeners. Uh, my question just off the top is, wh- what time is the tea time? Are you today? swinging it? Yeah, I I, come on. I'm, you know me, I'm no. kind of a
3: wait-for-the-season guy. I'm okay. The season is here, sure. it feels it like. It does. It is spring out there. I <laughs> hope you are Cruising around, everybody seems to be in a better mood, and that's what uh, the weather will do for you. Um, Dare I jinx it? Like, this has been the most mild winter we've had in... Mm-hmm. Forever, I can't even imagine. I I know you're yelling. Don't do. Don't say it. I'm about we're not to. Not even at. Uh,
4: well, I think we supposed to get like st- thunderstorms in the next day or so. Right? Thunderstorms. Well, see, thunderstorms is okay, CB. We can handle that. It's when we start talking about the flurries and stuff that did drop. I got about yeah, an inch and a half. Have, I'd rather have that than rain. Would you get up in your neck of the woods oh, this on this Saturday? I, yeah, I got like an Friday? inch and a half to two inches. I, you high.
3: know, I didn't go out with the ruler, but I will tell you okay. that uh, it was all right. It was. It was a nice dusting. I had no real problems with it. And uh, it was cold, it should be, it's
4: February, but I don't don't think we're getting socked with another half foot, uh, are we? We're in the clear with that. We're in the clear with that. I saw close to 70s, Sunday and Monday?
3: It's The greatest news is that. If it does, no, it's
4: gone in 24 hours, usually
3: so. But yeah, I mean, we're here. We got the the extended month this month with uh, the 29th, and then we move forward into March, and... And there you go. Then you get the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we got a lot going today. We've got uh, Steve Hallwagon from bucknuts.com. We got Mike DeCourcy coming on in the second hour to talk hoops. Um, there may be a name that you can cross off the list for Ohio State as far as coaching candidates. We'll get to that. And we'll get to the Deebler effect here at 120. I do want to tell you that I have a box. I got a box on my desk today. Hey, what's going on? Um, from a friend of mine, Paul DHL Paul, Whiskey Paul. I'll uh, listen to the show there in Wisconsin. What up, Paul? Uh, McQuanico. I believe I pronounced that correctly, being from the Midwest. I hope I can. Um, actually, the funniest thing is go look up like Packers who aren't from the Midwest and they make them pronounce like Wisconsin city names or towns. It's hysterical. Like they don't even know how to pronounce brat. They just say, what is a brat? What is that? like the, the guys that go play football for Green Bay that uh-huh. didn't grow up, never played in the snow, none of that. Yeah, I think they a while ago they did something where they forced them to try to pronounce city or town names in Wisconsin. It was
4: it sounds like for uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger commercial for what is it state farm that he's working with right now? Yes, this, to- it was the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was good.
3: That one actually was pretty good. You can't get it right, but it's working. Um, but it's working. So sort of, I hope yeah, I got so- McQuantico right. And
4: What's going on the f- over there? By
3: the way, the fact that he sent this USPS and he works for DHL, I found that kind of amazing. I figured he could just take something to work and just throw it on the conveyor belt and stamp it and get some
4: free shipping.
3: Um, when but, you keep saying Quantico, legit.
4: my mind goes to you know the FBI Mc, Academy. No, McQuantico. Okay, McQuantico. I yeah. keep hearing Quantico M-U-K- in my mind. W a n a g o. I because you know I love the FBI shows that are back yeah. officially on Tuesdays.
3: By but, the way, remind me to tell you two movies that I watched this weekend that I was drawn to because I had this. You know, I hate heights. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, listen, I stayed on the 58th floor of Mandalay. It's not like I won't go up in a tall building, <laughs> and like so. When I say I'm afraid of heights, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of half line. It's not like I won't do it. It's just that when I'm outside or near an edge or a ledge, that I that's not the greatest thing. I but you. I watched two movies this weekend that you would think I would never watch, mm-hmm. and just trying to, you know, toe the line a little bit. I was on, one on of my those fear.
4: movies, Hot Tub Time Machine. Did no. we find, No, but what does that have to do with heights? Well, you know, I just, you know, I've been hoping that you watch that movie eventually as a guy that I loves the, 80s. I was
3: the height of the 80s you know, that you, I you peaked you did in leave, the 80s. You did
4: leave the 80s. Did your show drop yesterday? The new walking dead chapter with Rick and Michonne? I
3: didn't see that. No, I saw the ones with uh, the ones left behind or the ones that survived. I that them, was on. Oh, I don't know. I thought there was a whole new one. No, I think you're right. I oh, think that, that was title, tight. I believe is uh, the show
4: for Rick and Michonne. I got to get back on this thing. Rick's my so, guy.
3: So I got this. Yes, you need to jump back in because that was the cliffhanger from The Walking Dead that I told you about. That he was still presumed dead, but he was certainly alive because at the end, yeah. some government chopper came by and he's walking towards the edge of this water, and they're like heads in the sand, oh. you know, that are still alive. You don't want to step on one of those. There goes uh, your ankle. The, the teeth still work, uh-huh. and so oh, I got this box at my desk, and and Paul's a uh, a good friend now he he certainly was a it was one of those great like cosmic deals where I was trying to send all those animal supplies to Guam and then I worked through other yeah. people and found him and he helped me do that to get it to a humane society in Guam and so we'd become friends he listens to the program from Wisconsin the podcast and or the app and so I have this box on my desk and this is what went through my mind speaking of the 80s so, I'll I'll take you back a little bit. I you guys probably don't know this or never heard of it. So do you know who Geraldo is? Geraldo, Geraldo Rivera. Do either one of you guys know? See, that's amazing. Oh, I figured dude. he. I figured that name would transcend generations. Just on he. So he was fired from ABC. He was a, a network news guy, and he had criticized some network report or they canceled the report he had on jfk and like marilyn monroe it was a big oh, deal okay. and he kind of formed his own deal and then became you know a talk show host and back in the 80s he they discovered you know who al capone was. yes okay so al capone the great gangster great the infamous <laughs> gangster from Chicago. I can't believe that. Really I proud of his yeah, work. Right? Huh? Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, the Al- did wonderful things with prostitution rackets and gambling and alcohol. Just, just outstanding things. Ooh, so back weird. in, so being from Chicago, though, it's an infamous thing. Yeah. And so in the 20s, when he took over the outfit and the Chicago crime syndicate, he was on the FBI most wanted list. And you can go back and... And look at his story, they wound up sending him to Alcatraz. He eventually died. I don't think he died there, but he was dying there. And he they finally got him on income tax evasion. Of all the bad things he did, they finally got him in income tax evasion, which we all know from the great movie The Untouchables. So anyway, Geraldo they find this vault, okay, in the Chicago, either the Lexington Hotel, I can't remember. Al Capone kind of moved around. So I think it was the Lexington Hotel, and they find this massive vault. Mm. And Geraldo says, let's do a two-hour live special, and let's open this vault on TV. Now, this was the 80s. This was a a big deal. And, you know, cable TV was in its infancy, and Blanket will do it live? Is that what he was trying to do here? Including commercials. Like, it was a two-hour deal. So it was so hyped. Now what they really thought they were going to open up in this vault were these great riches or dare I say, even dead bodies. I was say, right? Decapitated you know, no, right? Heads exactly. So because at the hotel, they found when a construction company went into Lexington, they found that hidden behind these walls, they found this stuff, this mm-hmm. vault. Because Capone was obviously hiding stuff. And so they got this IRS person there to collect any of the money that maybe was found in this vault. And they had like a medical examiner there in case the bodies were found. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, Maddie, it they was smelled 30 that, though, million I mean. people watch this. That's incredible. I'm not joking. That's incredible. So, and I was one of them. And so he, he, they take this vault and they finally, I don't remember how they opened it and all that. And all they found inside. Was like dirt and empty bottles and nothing. I mean, Zippo. It was one of the biggest deflating. disappointment to <laughs> right. viewers outside of like maybe the end of The Sopranos. Like, it was that, like, people were like, you gotta be kidding me. And so he like apologized to everybody and it, it was criticized widely. And like, they totally struck out. It was one of those things where you take your shot. Mm-hmm. But people watched. So at least it wasn't like, it was a total nothing because people did watch, yeah, yeah. and so it was the first time that anything was opened on live TV, and I think they did something where they recovered safes from like shipwrecks before, and they've done that, and anyway, everyone felt ripped off because there was nothing in this thing. So I see this box, yeah. and I, I looked at you guys, and I said, should I open it up now? And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll open it up on the air. Uh-huh. Just go full Geraldo on this. Everybody can hear the end of our lives. Exactly. Maybe (laughs) eyebrows get blown off or whatever. Like, and so this could be the mystery of the McQuanico box. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little nervous for us. It's probably going to be underwhelming to the listener, but it might be decent
4: for you and I. But I thought. Okay, at least I know the person. Yeah, let's crack this thing open, because now I'm I'm curious, nervous, scared. It's a fairly all of that hefty deal. At 1CB, you're on the other side of this, so if anything happens to me in the next 30 seconds, tell my mom and my daddy and all my friends that I, that I do love them. Um, I would
3: never do this if I didn't know
4: the person. Uh, the if, we bo- got, if I got some strange box addressed to me here at the station, I don't think I'm going to open it up on the okay, air. Okay, so the box over. is officially open. We got the bubble wrap that I'll be popping for the next three hours because I'm childish. Um, Some kind of moonshine or something. Not sure. We
3: getting lit today? Kind of. It's only a a Monday. Maybe, maybe very much. I think there's stuff. All right. So the first thing I'm opening is what is going on? Very okay. So the Elegant Farmer is a place that I know growing up in Chicago, and they make those home those pies in the paper bags. Hmm. You heat up. So these are cheddar ale pretzels. Okay, from the Elegant Farmer. That's right. one. And so this is a. Oh my! I think we have a pie, sir.
4: An Elegant Farmer pie has made That's its right. way
3: down to. Sh-
1: That's to right. The Columbus the kid up from on this town?
3: No, it's not from chi Town. It's from Wisconsin. Oh man! Oh, this is nice. What is this? A pumpkin pie? This is the baked. This is the. The ba- the pie baked in a paper bag.
4: No, I'm never getting ready for the summer. At this
3: I'm rate. telling you, this is the original apple pie from the Elegant Farmer. That's in a bag. CB, get C-
4: ready to drool. He's going to be eating this during the next segment. What get do you some mean? Bottles of stuff here. I was kind of
5: hoping for some spotted cow in there. Bingo! There it is. How did you know about that? So I told you when we went to Wisconsin this year, I had a little bit from there, and it uh, it's you can only get it in the state of Wisconsin. Is this like bootlegging? Did he do something illegal by shipping this? Is, this, is this? Incredible! No, you can buy it at the airport and right. carry it on. Like it's that's how popular it is. Easy. All right, there are bottles. Yeah, easy, there are bottles dog. of
3: Spotted Cow. Easy, and there's also some slow cooked mustard, sweet and tangy, real oh. slow cooked mustard from the East shore specialty foods oh yeah i'm
4: going to need that on my next turkey sandwich that, that that's I definitely think for going the gonna, pretzels man but i can put that on the nice and there's piece of, there's yeah. like bottles of spotted cow for all okay, of us okay so it's a nice little goodie bag or pack is that he did he Well done, my man. And there's a card you're opening right now? If, well, there's, uh, any yeah, money on this, if there's money on that, there's I'm calling m- dibs. Money? <laughs> do You know, If there's any money in it, I'm, I'm calling dibs. I just dibs want on to know, let you know how much you're appreciated. You no, know, this is very thoughtful. This yeah. was very thoughtful. <laughs> I then became a listener,
3: although a day late on Spotify, a fan view, the Iceman and CB. All of you seem to take a liking to our young quarterback Jordan Love. Maybe that's what this okay. was born from. So we
4: we we hit Jordan Love with some praise, and we got some goodies from Wisconsin. Follow like you, that. the band. Shout that out was to awesome. you, Paul. Thank you, man. That's
3: a good little sunshiny Monday uh-huh. little gift package, yeah. and we and it was better than Al Capone's vault. There was You're actually right something that. in here. You're right about that. To the
4: higher ups, you know, upstairs that may be listening. No, the bottles are not open. The bottles are not open. I don't know. I mean, is there is that da, frowned da, da, upon da. here? Well, that's, really, that's a fair. That's a good question. I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> that,
6: that's a good question. I don't know. It's All right, my well pay done. Ground.
3: All right, so I took a chance. There we go. We're went back alive. to the 80s. I mean, the two-hour. It wasn't a two-hour live special from Geraldo Rivera and uh, from the Lexington Hotel from the noted crime lord Al Capone. <laughs> Uh, Thirty million people. I think it was the highest-rated syndicated special in history up to that. And point. there was nothing. There, there was not. Yes, <laughs> nothing. There, nothing there. in there. But he survived, man. Still doing some stuff. Oh, is he? I think so. Oh, okay, I'm basically. almost sad you guys had never heard of him. I figured that name would have
4: been yeah. that's such a unique name. I figured that you guys, you even, know me, like I'm a picture guy. So if you show me a picture, maybe I would know him. Okay. Names, I'm not very really good with. Okay, names, we'll so. try. We'll try yeah, the picture the test pictures, during see the break and identify. Uh, him. We got some hoops to talk about. This is a very
3: weird time because this Deebler effect is absolutely real. But how real is it? And how real should it continue to be as far as Ohio State's future goes? That's next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. If you don't like listening to morning
0: juice, Bobby Carpenter's mad nipples will punch you in the face. For real. You
5: want to fight, do you? Weekdays from 6 to 9.
0: The For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. So, you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed
1: team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ken. Their cholesterol numbers
2: put all other fan hosts to shame. You are listening to Rothman and Ice.
3: All right. Greg McDermott may want to send a little thank you note to Chris Holtman because, as I mentioned last week, a lot of this will turn out to be leverage for certain guys when their name gets bandied about. And, like we did with McDermott last week on Barstool, like, where would you rather retire? In Omaha or Columbus, Ohio? And, (laughs) you know, keep the fires burning for the 59 year old Greg McDermott, who, by the way, uh, Watched his Creighton team going to St. John and get just raked by Ricky P and his boys from St. John, which at St. John's was under a lot of pressure. They had to win that game, but they were a dog on their home floor and they want to win. It's a
4: fun atmosphere yeah. too at the Garden, man. I always forget that. You know, you I don't watch a ton of St. John's games, but yeah, when they when you tap into that game and you see basketball being played in the Mecca, that's always a cool thing. Yeah, Slick Rick had on that all white suit and CB says you know when you see Slick Rick in that all white suit your team could be in trouble but college basketball is just so wild like you, you mentioned McDermott and you know maybe some Buckeye fans really wanting him and that still may be the case but it just goes to show it's the unpredictability especially when we get this close to March is crazy because Creighton just beat UConn they handled UConn, the number one mm-hmm. team in the country a couple days ago, and then you lose to a team in St. John's on the road after Rick Pitino essentially tells the public that his players aren't good enough to, to play at that level. He walked, level. It, he walked <laughs> it back a little bit. <laughs> circle, we've failed them. And then he made a them. quote
5: after the game like, this is the closest team he's had type oh, of
4: thing. God, like, that dude is something
3: else. Well, even yeah, Lamont Paris laid an egg after his name was right. being so thrown I, out there. And, so, and I
5: don't think
4: these guys are bad coaches now, but the timing of this for some people that were kind of pushing those agendas is, if you will, you know, they take a little bit of a hit, but I think you got to zoom out from that and just kind of look at the, the body of work for most of these guys.
3: Well, he never dismissed it. Like, McDermott never really actively dismissed it and said, I'm not interested. And why would he? Yeah. He had the leverage. And if the, the report is true today, that he is ready to sign a lengthy extension here with Creighton, then he's certainly entitled to do that. And so doesn't seem like Ohio State was that interested maybe they were i don't know the dusty may stuff seems to be out there still but either way the guy that is not being talked about is the guy that just pulled it off against purdue and michigan state and that's jake diebler and i get it i understand that this diebler effect you have to praise this victory this victory also shines a weird light on the program because maddie it shines a where the hell has this been Mm -hmm. and so when that happens you have to decide whether it's whether these players just decided they had a new lease on life and now their pride kicked in and it's almost like they started at 0-0 again and they have a chance to write their own ending to this season. And then the other part is that Deebler has had a massive effect here. That his practice, he talked about on the coach's show today, the pace of the practice, getting guys engaged. But I think it's everything. I think there's buy-in because when you see your head coach get fired, you do take some responsibility for that. It should affect you. These players should reach down deep and say, wait a minute, this is not what we wanted for us, for him, for the program. And so I sit here thinking that, man, this guy just pulled off two pretty big wins and has his team believing why shouldn't he get some consideration, yet he's up against something so much bigger, which is
4: a candidate that's been there, done that over a much bigger period of time. Yeah. This is a, uh, it's a tough thing to measure, right? Because we just watched this Buckeye basketball program do a similar thing last year to where you had that historic run in a bad way of losses and then you got towards the end of February and then you get into the early portions of March and they won a bunch of games, right? They won a, a bunch of games within the tournament and a couple of games in the back end of conference play. And how do you measure that? It's a similar conversation we've had when it in the NFL where some of these interim head coaches take over and whether it's, it's an Antonio Pierce or Jeff Saturday. And these guys, they find that spark. Is it sustainable? And that's going to be for Bjork and Gene and everybody to figure out. But there's no denying Some of the things that you said when it comes to Diebler, Coach Diebler at the moment and what he's infused, I believe, into these guys and some new tweaks that you see every once in a while through our games. Because it's it's hard to change a lot on the fly, I'm sure, for not only the players but for the coaches. But there's been a few things, whether it's new guys playing or different sets or whatever it is. I've noticed a couple of those things, but he's had this team ready to play. And you go into you know Sparty land and that's no easy place to win games. And I know offensively it wasn't sexy, but that's okay. They found a way to win the game and Bonner gets it done with that incredible shot. But when it comes to Diebler specifically right now, I think you still need to see a little bit more. Right, He's coached three games as the head coach here this season, but one of those is a tremendous win. And then like I just mentioned, a nice win that you just picked up. So I'm not ignoring any of that, but I don't know if you can go all in just yet with him, um, I still think he has to take a few more laps around the track and who knows in the minds of the decision makers over there if even that's going to be enough to really stamp him as the guy.
3: Yeah, and I'm, I'm just looking at this from a fan standpoint because you're right. The administration may have such a big hey, whoever is going to take this program and snap it back for us is going to have to be somebody that, that comes in here with a brand new yeah. feel. And But I I want to give Diebler all the admiration. That, I mean, listen, we had him on the show last week. We thought that went over Purdue. Then they come back to reality against Minnesota. Then he gets him back up. He was down twelve with twelve to go. Mm-hmm. They, that's on the road, and he was down a few late. And then they needed a buzzer beater. And who knows if that game goes to OT? Maybe they don't win because you know we're under uh, underdogs go to die in overtime. That's usually what happens. Like they get yeah. if they don't take them down to regulation, usually they don't have a shot, but. I mean, he won a low-scoring game, which is what it was supposed to be at Michigan State. So, you know, it's one of those deals that... W- I asked myself the question. Like, what could he do that would get the fan base to not rally around these victories, but
4: to rally around him? I think he's got to win a tournament. he's the guy. Get him in the tournament. No, I'm talking the Big Ten tournament. So that would get you, him in. <laughs> well, a win that, but I'm saying to start, I think the people really backing him. And I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think that's what it would take is to win the conference tournament. Well, that would be the miracle of all
3: miracles, to rescue the season and get him in the dance. That would be one of those things where it would be incredibly hard to ignore. Just getting to the finals of the Big Ten, I was going to say, you took it to the level where it probably needs to get to. The reality of it, which is that this isn't just, quote, a fun ride. Mm Mm-hmm. That this ride has meaning. Yeah. And I think you nailed it. I think that the ride has to have big picture meaning for them to say, well, maybe the guy we want has been in front of our face the entire time. There and you it go. would take that, even though, you know, I, and when I asked him you know, whether he had a shot at it, of course he's not going to say anything. Yeah. Here's the other thing he has to do. He has to get revenge on Michigan at
5: home next Sunday.
4: He has to. They're they're in the bottom. They're in he the bottom to. too. I he know they, to. they
5: look. Deep. You're also lining up to face him in the yeah. tournament too. Yeah. Well, so he he's got, he's
3: got to. And and I'm not saying that that rivalry is the be all end all. I'm just saying that it would erase, it would dilute a couple of these big victories if you came back home yeah, and terrible. lost to Michigan. Like, and that's the pressure on him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's looking at it that way. No. He's looking at, hey, let's show up, let's grind, let's try to get victories. And, and no one's putting any results on him. But I, it started me thinking about, like, wow, this guy's pulled off a couple of eye-opening wins. Now it took a buzzer beater to do it, and Dale Bonner, well done, man. That was... As cool of a situation of as that. It was great, it was great
4: by Bruce to, you know, get yeah. the pass to him. That was tough for him. The angle where he got the pass, it was just, I thought, well executed by everybody. And, you know, Devin Royal, too. Got to mention his name before we go to break. The young fellow really stepped up and did a good job on offense. I
3: thought Akpara was outstanding. Yeah. I thought Gale hitting his free throws at the end was incredibly clutch. I thought Mahaffey's defense was massive. Mm-hmm. They did everything that we thought they could do, and they did it without battle. huge which you know one of their biggest offensive weapons all right um i will tell you this if you need an offensive weapon on the road my friends over jermaine honda of dublin are ready to help you out and hook you up that's because rich is running a great team over there and they've got awesome vehicles if you're in the honda game or even if not check them out jermaine honda of dublin.com you'll see hundreds of rides there available the weather's turning here's the time for you to strike You know how much I love the Ridgeline, but the redesign, and I keep seeing that redesign on the cr i I'm like, wow, they hit an absolute home run. Uh, The Pilot is much more intimidating looking. Um, The Passport, I've always loved because how sporty it is, but the place to to get these great deals is Jermaine Honda of Dublin. They're on Samuel Road, just south of 270. Go in there, ask for Marcello, talk to Rich, say you've heard the ads on the air and say, Let's time to back it up, what this guy's talking about on the radio. JermaineHondaOfDublin.com. When we come back, Steve Hellwagon at BuckNuts.com will weigh in on the basketball effect and where this program is going. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: All the 10 TV people come over to our side of the building to take a deuce. That should tell you something about how we operate. The fan.
6: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
1: The perfect ratio
2: of sports talk, dogs, pro wrestling, and gambling advice. It's science. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. All right, welcome back.
3: Is it too little, too late for Ohio State yet to be seen? We know the kind of miraculous run they'd have to go on to be a part of March Madness. Uh, They got close last year. You know, it feels like this is getting to an odd trend. The season starts well, starts going down the tubes, pressures off. Team then responds because they're freed up with nothing to lose, and then it's too little, too late. Like, these themes are fine, and these are fun little rides at the end of the year, but big picture wise, it almost draws negative attention, which is, well, where has this been? And that they did make a coaching change, so that was pretty monumental. He's 247sports.com and Bucknuts man, Steve Hellwagon, my guy, have been covering this program and programs for a long time. Steve O, welcome back. Yep. What's going on, guys? All good. It looks like we have, uh, I thought maybe they'd have the seven-year itch on Greg McDermott, but it looks like he's yep. ready to kind of re-up with Creighton, and maybe he used it as leverage. Maybe he's happy. He probably should be. He's running a pretty good program. It's not like he should want to run away from Creighton to get to Ohio State, and it's not like Ohio State's considered one of those blue-blood jobs anyway right now. Are you surprised by this? Uh, do you think Ohio State had any interest in him?
7: Yeah, very interesting. And, uh, obviously he was a guy when Gene Smith was looking to replace Thad Mata seven years ago, according to a lot of sources, that he was offered this job and turned it down. And then they went to, to Chris Holtman after that. So, uh, very interesting. But, uh, you know, he is probably, uh, toward, I wouldn't say the end of his coaching career, but, you know, he's, he's getting up there. And, uh, you know, my view is, I think you want somebody in their late forties, early fifties, somebody who is going to be one of the best coaches in college basketball over the next decade, and that's how I kind of uh, couch this thing. I I wouldn't necessarily be looking for somebody late fifties, you know, sixties. People bring up Bruce Pearl. I I don't see that as as an answer. I I think you look for somebody with some energy, somebody who is connected to uh, all the talent pipelines that are out there, because ultimately that's what it's going to take to put a winner on the court at Ohio State is to get get some players in there and, uh, you know, take it back where it should be. I mean, it's been, you know, last week I did a story about the 25 greatest games ever played at the Schottenstein Center in the first 25 years, and it was like 05 Illinois, the number one game you know with Illinois they were 29 and 0 and the Wisconsin game when they were both number one you know one in the AP poll one in the coaches poll we have not had any games like that in over a decade it's been way way too long now they did play two great games here just this past week Purdue and Michigan State that kind of you know would fit that mold but nothing like that much in the last decade and they got to get back to playing in games that mean something in March and that's that's what they need.
4: Steve, in your opinion, what what would Coach Diebler need to accomplish, you think, for him to be the next guy in line?
7: That's a great question, and I think, uh, just keep winning games, I think. Uh, Obviously, he's beaten two Hall of Fame coaches, Matt Painter and Tom Izzo, in an eight-day period. Kind of hard to top that, and uh, so I think that's a, a great start for them. They've got some winnable games here at the end. Now, Nebraska is playing its best ball of the season right now, but the game's in Columbus, so the Buckeyes have home court advantage. Uh, That would be a good one to get. Obviously, have to pay back Michigan this weekend for the loss that they had uh, up there. And then at Rutgers, and they're really struggling to the finish line right now. So these are three winnable games for them. That would get them to 19 wins. And then, you know, you think, well, maybe a win or two in the – Big 10 tournament could put him in NCAA at large consideration. They haven't really moved up in the net rankings though, still sitting in this in the low 60s I think. Didn't get much of a bump from playing Michigan State. So, uh going to have to keep winning, but for him, I think if he just wins a few of these games here at the end, he definitely earns a chance to sit down in a room with Ross Bjork and and state his case and, and interview for this job because he has certainly harnessed the human spirit here and uh, brought some excitement that's been sorely lacking I think for a long time
3: yeah i i'm I'm of the opinion he's got to wow him like there has to be yes. there has to yeah. be a he's got to almost make the tournament i, I think we yeah. and I kind of drew the line because because then Steve what that does is it's impossible to ignore and then it doesn't turn into a fun end of the season where he pulled off a couple of really good wins when maybe they were you know, freed up now. I agree. I, I don't want to. I want to give him credit. He's pulled this yeah. off. This wasn't by luck. These guys are grinding. He's got them playing. Whether they have pride now and responsibility for getting their coach fired, who knows? But um, you know, we talked about who he would lose a head-to-head interview off to, and I I feel <laughs> like you know, Sean Miller, um, guys that just bring so much weight to the table. Yeah, but. You said identify the next 10-year guy. They they thought they did it with the Holtman, and they didn't. Um, so do yeah. they go back to the, hey, we've seen a guy do this before, and we don't want to try to identify the next great one? Like And Sean Miller, I think, would be probably that guy.
7: Yeah, I think that, again, uh, just this excitement surrounding this fan base and this program has dropped to such a level or they had let it drop to such a level that I think to energize people to come back to Value City Arena, and, and this is something I could spend three hours talking about everything that that has gone wrong in and around this program over the last you know fifteen years basically, but and really back to the, the when the building opened twenty five years ago. But uh, at any rate, I mean we'll, we'll save that topic for a rainy day. But at, at any rate, I just think you've got to really knock people's socks off with this hire. I think this has got to be somebody who, you know, I, I don't want to say Dan Hurley, but goodness gracious, get get somebody in there who's going to put a winner on the court. And I go back to the fact, it, you know, in this new paradigm that they're in, name, image, and likeness, it's got to be somebody connected to talent, both at the high school level and the portal. Somebody, who, guys, if they want to go, from 13th in the Big Ten to 3rd or 4th next year, they need two or three portal guys. I mean, period, over and out. They need, the, you know, you aren't going to get there with the nucleus they have. The two guys they've got coming in, Colin White and Judy Mobley, are good pieces, but neither one of them are going to put you in the Sweet 16 next year single-handedly so you got to go out and get some talent and that's who they got to hire
4: steve zooming out from basketball i did want to get one football question in with you and your thoughts on chip kelly uh leaving ucla coming over to ohio state as the offensive coordinator and how well you think that can be a fit for the football team this fall
7: wow what a tremendous coup and i think you bring a guy in that's you know regarded as one of the great offensive minds And I just think he was kind of fed up with where things were headed at UCLA. Couldn't, you know, he loses his defensive coordinator to the crosstown rival USC. And it just, it it got almost untenable. He couldn't get any promises on uh, money for assistance or facilities or whatever they needed. And I just think he was at his wit's end and interviewed with the Seahawks for their job. And uh, great familiarity between he and Day. Great fit. I think Dave brings the best of the passing concepts, he and Brian Hartline, and uh, Kelly will bring the the best of the run game concepts in. And it will be a diverse and just powerful offense that's going to get Ohio State back up there, you know, where they need to be kind of after after a down year. So uh, I look at it as, as, you know, they're, they're probably doing a crash course right now trying to get ready for Tuesday, I mean, it's, you know, it's here. It's time to put it on the field, and Chip Kelly, you know, has hardly even been in the building, I would presume, just having gotten the job. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to go out there on Tuesday and see what it looks like.
3: Uh, Well done. Veteran uh, beat man Steve Hellwagon from 247sports.com, award-winning writer covering Ohio State. Thanks, my man. Hope to see you soon. All right, guys. Take care. Steve-O was on the Bryant Heat and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. When we come back, we'll hit you with a Buckeye Bulletin. Young Dale Bonner, did he sense the moment was
2: coming? That's next. Rothman and Ice on the Fan. If your idea of the perfect radio show is all Buckeyes all the time, then it's your lucky day, Slappy. The Buckeye Show.
1: Weeknights at 6.
0: The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.
1: Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months.
3: Alright, Buckeye Bulls in time. I say again, Jake Diebler, well done. Incredible. I hope he is just loving this. I can't imagine he's not. When you saw him slapping the floor after that three went in, it was like his entire... Bean is in this thing. He got a chance to to be with this team and to shepherd them to the end of the year. He's pulled off two great wins, but this has to get to big picture meaning for Ohio State brass to not be able to ignore him. And that's what I, I believe me, it'd be the greatest story for us if somehow he made it very tough on them. I think in a private moment, I, if I was talking to him, I'd say, Go make this so hard on them Mm -hmm. to go somewhere else. The only way to do that is by getting them to the dance. If he gets them to the dance and does something that the odds are so astronomical that he could make a run enough for them to get in at large, or dare I say auto bid if they won the whole damn thing, then he's impossible to ignore. Then you have to give him all. There's no way you can just tap into that. It wouldn't over that period of time for it to be luck or just timing or no pressure. Because what's going to happen, if he keeps winning, what will happen is that pressure will start to meet a middle ground. Wait a minute. Now you are now you got to keep winning. And so it'll be interesting to see if he can pull this off and protect home court and all that, um, repay Michigan with the loss they had there, and then all of a sudden get this team to fight for him and fight for themselves plainly to, to see if they can extend their season. I'm not putting great odds on it. It's just the one thing that keeps jumping to my mind is he has to make it so hard for them to ignore that maybe the right guy is here. Um, he was he spoke about this post game. Um, let's talk. Let's uh, hear the one about battling through the adversity, CV.
4: I'm really proud of the way our guys have stayed together and you know this has been a really really hard now I guess week and a half because of how much I care about Coach Holtman and you know how big of an influence he's been and a mentor he's been to me uh, personally so that that's hard but Gene Smith told me it is about our players and our staff has embraced that at such a high level that our job is to serve them well. The thing I'm most happy about is the character of our guys and the character of this team has been revealed in these last three games and I'll, I'll include the Minnesota game in that because of how we finished. Our guys deserve the credit. They've taken kind of little tweaks and things that, that we've been able to do to, um, and they've embraced it at a high level and they've stayed together at a high level and I, I, they, they deserve all the credit. I think he's absolutely dead on right. I mean, I think you and I are looking at this a couple of different ways, right? Where you look at Coach Diebler and what he has implemented and infused into this locker room and more importantly X and O wise to lead this team to a couple victories the other side of that is the guys have stayed locked in and you go into East Lansing and you come out of that thing with a win without Jamison Battle one of the best three point shooters in the country this year like that's nothing to scoff at so what what he has to do is what you highlight and I think unfortunately that's going to have to come in the tournament but you say that and Does he have to beat Purdue and Illinois to make it eye-opening? Like That's the other problem is this conference this year doesn't present a whole bunch of eye-opening potential wins for an Ohio State. But that's for us to worry about and for him. It's just all about racking up as many wins as you possibly can because even if it isn't, Ohio State... You do some good things like he has started to do. That's going to open the eyes up from maybe an athletic director from a program here, a program there. You never know who's watching, right? You always hear that in life. So all he can do is just keep things in order, which he has, and hopefully the results will come with it. Because if that is the case, he may not be the Buckeye head coach for next year, but I do think there could be other opportunities for him somewhere else. Yeah, I'm going to play realist here.
3: I mean, the timing's horrible. Timing's horrible for him. He doesn't have a, a monster team. Yeah. and if you know if he did he wouldn't be the head coach anyway Coltman would still be here so he's trying to pull something off here for the here and now and i'm I'm glad he's super focused in on it. now Dale Bonner for those of you who don't know and, and I don't blame anyone because who was paying attention to this team the last you know month and a half as far as just it was more of just coach watch 2024. And so it's kid from shaker so he's an Ohio kid he goes to Baylor he transfers to Ohio State he's got one year left so he played I think the last couple of years with the Bears and that I thought he was at Fairmont State too like he has bounced around like this guy's averaging you know under 5 points a game when he came to Ohio State this wasn't a star in the making um, but he was an Ohio native and he was coming home and it wasn't going to be hey produce a lot of points for us it was supposed to be defense know your role and be a do what you do and do it real well. He was, to me, a very surprising hero in all of this. They were they couldn't hit water falling out of a boat yesterday from three, mm. and then they win it on a, a fake composed, I've got time to set up and launch three by Dale Bonner. Yeah. It was his moment and his time, and I hope he remembers it for the rest of his life. Here he is on the winning shot.
0: I was just trying to get a shot up, honestly. Uh, you know, we practice these type situations and uh, you know, I just happened to be in that situation and I was open and I just shot it and went in.
4: It's like when you grow up shooting in the driveway, the three, two, one shots, right? We've all practiced those with our brother, with our dad, with our friends, whoever. Like, that was what, what that situation was. But, yeah, these guys fine-tune it all the time, as you mentioned, right? Just all the drills that you can go through and practice um, to really help you get ready for moments like that. And, you know, you mentioned it. Uh, just a bad shooting night for Ohio State, especially from three, I mean, Ohio State shot seventeen percent from three in the game. And they, they only knocked down three of them. Two of them came from Dale, and one of those was the was the game winner. So, I mean, you're getting out of East Lansing feeling good about what you did, especially on the defensive end and without battle, as we mentioned. But it, it wasn't a sexy game, that's for sure. Here's the great part,
3: and sometimes it's just checking certain boxes, even if you can't check the big box. The snapped a seventeen game road. Losing streak. Oh, like honestly, point. of all the things yes. you need to put in a coffin and slam the door, it was that. Here's Tom Izzo on on himself and his team blowing a twelve point lead with twelve to go
2: lead for all but .06 seconds tied for about a minute and uh, yet we didn't deserve to win the game they deserved to win the game hold them to 24-10 and the first half they make three threes the whole game just such a shame for me I mean the crowd was unbelievable it's almost like these players you know sometimes they expect everybody to give to them they gotta give something back to the crowd and we didn't do that and I didn't. They didn't. And that was disappointing.
4: Just a damn shame. I like that last man. line. Got to give something back to them every once in yeah. a while. That, that's good stuff. Right the yeah, man. I, I wish he would have dropped a "Give something back to the zone. <laughs> you heard him. <laughs> <'em. taken> <laughs> you take it enough. You heard him mention in there. <laughs> they led the entire way, but I thought Ohio State did a good job mm-hmm. of staying attached. And I think part of that was when you look at Felix and you look at Zed, I mean, between the two of those guys, you're talking eight offensive rebounds, four-piece, and those little things uh, throughout a game can help you get to an opportunity to where you can throw up a three and win the game. I think he lied, though. I think Ohio State actually led when Gale
3: made both his free throws with, like, 12 seconds left. I think Ohio State was up one, and then Walker came down and got fouled and tied the game. So I think Ohio State actually led before the game winner. So we're about a minute. Would well, that be cool? The press conference, like, hey Tom, let's Wait. just be factual. Uh, you actually were down more than point six. We know you're a Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> so it was like five yeah,
5: right. point six. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah, you trailed
3: with about right. Exactly. Let's get it right. If it's going to be a damn shame, let's be accurate about it. <laughs> uh, it's an outstanding win, like you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned Key because he got an offensive rebound and an and one with a few minutes to go, yeah, where he got position. How much weight has he lost, CB? He's looking lean. I don't know the number, but man, it is quite a he bit. looks like a different dude, man. Yeah, he does. He really All right, does. we'll come back. Sports are update here, top of the hour. And we've got a court storm of brewing. College sports. Is a time to clamp down? So many have weighed in on this. You'll hear it next. Rothman and Ice of the Fan.
2: We're known for three things: games, conversation, and common man yelling about things only he cares about. The fan. Ohio sports destined.
1: Most shows just skim the surface, but Rothman and Ice feel like the biggest story of the day deserves
2: a closer look. It's time for a deeper dive.
3: All right, final hour of the program, Rothman and Ice. Hope you guys are having an awesome day. Weather should have everybody in a decent mood. Mike DeCorsi, Sporting News. Big Ten Net- Network will jump on a 233, and we'll get his take, kind of a regional take, on where Ohio State's going to go with this coaching search. I... I- Listen, getting Sean Miller out of Xavier, I don't know how easy that's going to be. I, he just got there a couple years ago. Um, could he be bought out of there? Certainly. I mean, it's Ohio State's going to spend money. I, I can't imagine that Bjork comes in here and they're going to try to lowball somebody or go cheap on the hire. Or, and, and what I mean by cheap is, I'm not saying that wouldn't be a worthy candidate. What I mean is that you'd be not spending to get something that's established that you know has been there, done that. And le- listen, if they can identify the next, there are a lot of popular. Here is we got to be careful of. I remember when Porter Mosier was like so popular, like it, like they're guys that that pop out on a yearly basis. Like this is the next guy, and you thought about it with Chris Holman, you thought about it with Archie Miller, you have thought about it with other guys, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily work out. So sometimes you have to pay for something that's very established it's kind of like dusty may and what he's done at florida atlantic it's hard to ignore that right it's it's and he's certainly a guy that's been in the big 10 grew up in illinois played for indiana like of course there's connections to the big 10 that makes sense but is he the next 10 year guy you just don't know so whether and i don't maddie i don't know if there's anybody else on the list that we've been talking about that is a a can't miss candidate, other than I mean, the other potentially time. and by the way, you're also adding in the era that we're in, this NIL era. Correct. Because it I could I could sit here and tell everyone, hey, Jay Wright's can't miss. Can't miss. I like him as a broadcaster, I like him as an analyst, he was a great coach, championship worthy, we'll pay what it costs, get him off that get that headset off, and you get back on the sideline, man. Let's go. But is he is it the timing right for that? You just don't know.
4: For me the timing would always be right for Jay Wright, the timing oh. would always be right for Coach K, but these are Hall of Fame guys Coach that are Jay. probably done. I mean, I mean, I'm serious. Like that's a name, right where you mess around and get Ohio that. Ohio State rolls out a seventy-eight-year-old head coach. I would be um, that would be hey, right.
5: be great I mean, for us.
3: Of
4: course, it'd be what's up, CV. Well I was gonna one. say we
5: do not have Coach K on the record, but we do have. I saw Jardy got it at the game yesterday at Michigan State because Jay was on the call and got a quote that while it's a high-level job, and I'm paraphrasing that he's done with coaching.
4: Okay, until a high-level high uh, contract gets slid across to his agent, and then maybe he'll change <laughs> his mind just a little. <laughs> you got bit. one last. They got one last run in you. Listen, <laughs> Coach K, <laughs> hey, oh, that would be honey. unbelievable. I mean, that's where that, you swing big. I mean, right? Like, if you, if you really want to get this thing Duke, turned Ohio around, State. that's what you do is you start there with those guys yeah. and make them tell you that I'm 100% done. Like, that. I mean, you're laughing, but that's what I would do. It's probably unrealistic, but in order to get this program to where some yeah. people want to get it, that's where you gotta go because start with the greatest
3: coach of all time and go down from there.
4: Correct what you're saying. <laughs> I mean,
5: okay.
6: I'm just no, I'm sure seri-
5: I'm, I'm not being funny.
4: I'm just I mean, saying. I mean, here's where we're at
3: with this: is that the a consulting lot of- firm of Rothman and Ice is giving them free advice right now? Aren't? Didn't they buy a consulting firm to I, I, go? Our search I, I, for this, I, I think. Know. CB, didn't they hire somebody? Hire a big firm,
5: spend a lot of money to go yeah, find the, cam- it's the same firm that found them. Bjork.
4: Oh, okay. Well, that, keep it in the family. That's fine. Maybe you go back down to Texas a and Maybe he brings Buzz Williams
6: up here. Buzz. Maybe
3: you go over there at this afternoon after the show and say, listen, I'm going to do this for free. I'm going to give you a freebie. Mm-hmm. Coach K.
4: No. I, I love that you, you're, you think this is the craziest thing of all time, that I think that people should be invested in one of the best coaches only, to ever. I'm to only ever having fun them.
3: with it. I understand what you're saying is <laughs> like, that if you start with Mount Everest – yeah, You
4: might as well start at the summit and, and then slide down from there. It's a small percentage. Right. I totally understand that. But some of these other guys, you mentioned McDermott and Miller, you know, I've thrown out the name, Nate Oates. I mean, some of these buyouts can get tricky, right? You just don't know if those guys even want to leave a Creighton or a Bama and some of these other programs. So the search, we're going to hear a bunch of names, and there's always going to be the dream names that people like me throw out. There may be a guy that we don't even know that much about right now that they may have their eye on. So we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting spring and summer for sure.
3: It was an interesting uh, weekend in college basketball in that, uh, speaking of Duke, that one of their their big players, their Kyle Filipowski, hadn't gotten off the court, you know, before that celebration broke out of Wake Forest, and everyone's seen the video now, and it's a shame. It really is. I mean, not only that the guy this this was very different than the Caitlin Clark situation at Ohio State, where some fan, you know, where they just kind of crossed, yeah. and it looked very accidental, and then she certainly was buzzed by it, you know, and just couldn't you know couldn't get off the court, and wasn't as she didn't suffer an injury, but at least that person wasn't trying to mock her on the way by. The only thing that person did was stupid was, hey, you recognized you ran into somebody. You might want to just go over and say, I didn't mean it, or I'm sorry, are you okay? Right, right. The fact that they just tried to hide in the crowd was very weird. But anyway, uh, we've seen that before. This was different. This was a Wake Forest. By the way, they were out of the gates like it was the Kentucky Derby. Did you see these fans? Like it was, mm-hmm. It was on. They were running at breakneck speed. And he certainly had to dodge and weave. He was like playing Frogger. He was like cars, and he was trying to, to get out of there. He's a big guy, and he's bracing for contact, and his knee got um, twisted a little bit and he had to be helped off the court. And ironically, the guy that, that dinged him or grazed him was the guy that looked like he was trying to yell in his face on the way by, which makes this thing even more you know, nauseating in a way. But there's so many ways... To talk about this, because there are ways to let fans onto the court. It doesn't always have to be as the buzzer sounds. Like I'm all for them being able to celebrate with their team and their players, their, quote, fellow students. Mm-hmm. This isn't fans and professionals. Right. These are kids they have class with, mm-hmm. presumably. They're going to class. Say, <laughs> and so, <laughs> some, so, of them. That <laughs> some of them. On the line. Some of them. Um, and so... There are only, there are only a certain amount of years and certain amount of games. And think about it, you could go to college for four years and never experience this. Uh, your team winning a great game at home against a branded program and be able to go out there and be a college kid and all that. So when they beat them, and I saw this, like we've seen this a million times, and now we see it a million times, they promote it. How are we going to, like, even the announcers, oh, could, could be in store for a court storm in there at Wake. And. This guy gets injured. So my feel on this is you could easily do away with all this and just rope off the court, and anybody that violates it is tabbed for trespassing, and boom, you're done. Or you know, we see it, people are willing to take chances. We see it at big games all the time. But I, I feel like where's the blame here? The blame is is the blame on this, on the whole idea of letting kids storm the court, to me, it's the timing of it. Like, let the opposing team get off the damn floor, and then you flood the floor. But you're
4: dealing with teenagers that are could who, be who a, little care. Lit, and a little but they lit. just
3: don't care. Well, of course not, because
4: yeah. we've all been there. Yeah. And you know, your cares are at you know at yeah. a pretty low level when you're a college student when it comes to specific things like this. So you hate to see anybody get injured in in this type of situation, right? That that obviously sucks. But I, I'd be lying. If my mind didn't go to, well, if this wasn't Duke, or let's say if this wasn't the star player for Duke, would we care this much? And I don't think we would. If this was Kent State in Toledo... Well, we wouldn't care about because the player wouldn't have the same impact. No, but I'm saying I don't think the reaction to this would be as big if it wasn't Duke and if it wasn't Kyle Filipowski. That's part of why I don't love this. I do think that something needs to change. I don't want to take this away from students because, as you highlighted, these are memorable moments that you have that you can you know, recall for the rest of your life as, hey, we got to storm the court against Duke or Caroline or Purdue or whoever. But I don't think that there would be so much buzz around this if this wasn't the Duke brand so, and if it wasn't Kyle Filipowski. Mm-hmm. If this was a GA on the staff of Duke, nobody would be talking about this. Let me ask you this. How yeah. would you feel about it then
3: if I bring it back home? Let's say that Ohio State was a top-ranked program and they're on the road at a team and that team beat them at the end in the final few seconds and that fan base, name whatever fan base, runs onto the floor and injured Ohio State's best player. Mm -hmm. Would you feel the same? Yeah.
4: Exactly. I I, I think we overreact to one-offs, I think, way too much. In sports and it's not even just the court storming thing when one thing goes wrong with a certain guy or certain team or whatever then we've got to have this massive conversation is does this need to be completely ripped away and i am fully in the camp of that if this was a georgia tech player that got hurt this isn't national news it's because of the brand that is duke and the star player I'm, that it happened i'm to. certainly
3: not denying because i don't even know how severe the injury is we'll see but I, I totally agree with you, the Duke effect. There's no doubt. Massive brand, big player, meaningful part of the sport versus Moorhead State versus SIU Edwardsville, and they stormed the court and somebody got dinged. This isn't even talked it's, about. It it, it may have be shown on certain things because we have so much time to fill, but it wouldn't be talked about in this way. And I'm also with you on that, like I said at the beginning, I don't think this has to be totally banned versus figuring out a way for consequences to happen to people who violate the certain end of that game. It shouldn't be running on the court right as that second. I know that it's called a court storm and it would be, it would be counterintuitive to have them wait. But to me, the fun of it is if you're, if the team, the winning team, the home team is going to stay out there a little longer, then those fans can go celebrate with them, jumping up and down, high fiving them and have that moment but not le- having the opposing team and we've seen this in other sports too. We've seen it at the pro level and all that. But not letting the having the respect for the opponent to get off the floor. I think is easily correctable. Maybe not easily, but it's correctable. Um let's hear from which who do you want to hear from Matty? Filipowski, Seth Greenberg, or Jay Billis? I want to hear from Jay Billis. All right, Jay Billis on first take. But the truth is, nothing's going to
4: change now. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to go away, and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not, it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would mm-hmm. solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is, once they're on the court, don't let them off. just just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to and then court stormings will stop the next day um there's no accountability for this uh, the fans feel like it's an entitlement and the universities like it and the truth is we like it that's ridiculous it's ridiculous. First of all, you can't accomplish that. There is not enough handcuffs in the building to arrest all of these students and fans that are going to run onto the floor. I think this needs to be on programs themselves, right? If You and I are running the basketball department at Wake Forest, at Wake Forest and we know Duke's on our schedule. What can we do to prepare for
3: this? Or you kind of sense it as the game's going, and you make an announcement, hey. Or whatever. I mean, I know you want to jinx the victory, right? Because you're going to win. But if yeah. if and and they don't all work out this way, some are buzzer beaters. Some you know they're going to win. And you know they're going to storm the court, and maybe there is time. Um, but there has to be a way to identify to the fan base that we're more than willing to let you come celebrate with your fellow student athletes, um, your fellow students. Uh, but it can't be at the. Right at the buzzer, can't, just, you need you gotta probably, let that team get to the sideline at least. That's I I, I like your idea. I, I just don't know how, don't know how we execute it, but I like and the I'm, idea. And I'm with you that it's these are rare that someone's going to actually get injured, but also you're you're also allowing them to experience getting taunted and yelled at and. And maybe hit accidentally or not. Like you are like That's, exposing them yeah. to that. It doesn't mean that a guy has to get injured for this to be a bad thing. Like right. there has to be a middle ground. Um and but I agree with you, the reason we're talking about it is certainly because of Duke. Um uh, we're gonna come back with some pre-snap reads, Maddie, and what we thought would happen in Cincinnati has happened, but will it have the ending they hope? We'll let you know next. Rothman and Ice in the Fan. Here's
2: a listener tweet. Can I tase Common Man in the nuts? <laughs> Fine by us. But he may like it. Common Man and Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. So, you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call,
1: clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Rockman and Ice present Free Snap Reads.
2: Sponsored by the Low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare. You know you got a
3: great sports radio topic when it spills over into the hallway. It's kinda like you know you got a great sports fight when it spills into the stands. Mm. Then you know there's some Malice continu- at the palace. Yeah, that's when you know you got something. <laughs> and it's kinda like when you do that topic with Philipowski and here come off to the races the Wake Forest fans and they're storming the court and this guy's on the far end of it. He's trying to get across the court like a Frogger machine and trying to dodge people. Now, be more athletic, Filipowski. <laughs> Come on. He was in a pretty compromising position be as more far as...
2: athletic, I,
3: I'm, Listen, I'm not blaming him at all. Now, here's the problem. He's seven feet tall and weighed a lot more than any of those fans. Could. He'd probably take three or four of them on at a time. But he was in an awkward position trying to exit the court where fans were running... Full speed, not knowing who they were going to run into, or if they cared, they were going to run into anybody. So I had no problem with him holding out his arms, bracing for contact. Or if someone got near him, they were going to get something. Like if you take your, you if you do that, that's reckless. I'm on, I'm on team Filipowski here. Storming is reckless. The see, way I don't, so, no, no, it's I don't only think it reckless. Was reckless. It, like, it's I, reckless if you if what happened to him happened yeah, to him. See, here's the other thing. You don't think that guy was we trying to mean, mock him on the way by he, and then they banged knees?
4: He, he wasn't trying to injure him. I don't think that I was his I don't care his, if he was trying. It's agenda. reckless. That wasn't his I never agenda. said it was his agenda. Recklessness also, doesn't make an agenda. We also need to find out how serious this injury is. Because this is getting overblown for me. We've reached a point to where this is now getting overblown. Like, is he seriously injured? Well, does it, he have it, to be for it saying, to... Like, for, for, yeah, because then it would add a little... I would have more sympathy for this. The reason why I don't have sympathy for it is because we're only doing this because of the brand. So That's if you it. can't
3: practice for a day or two, it doesn't matter. A
4: day or two, yeah, that that, okay. that, that doesn't do much for me. Like, come uh, on. Like, I, I'm I, not I just, saying I, I, that... I don't know. This is getting a little
3: crazy for me. I'm blaming the fan. I'm blaming the fan. The fan was an idiot. The fan went past him and mocked him and... What are you laughing about in there for?
5: I just love it. I, I love the idea that the fan <laughs> purposely did this. No, no, yeah, he did it. Nobody That's...
3: said he purposely did it. You guys know what reckless means? Of course we know okay, what reckless so then, means. Okay, so then I don't understand then, why it had to be on purpose. But I don't
4: think he should be... I don't know. It, it's It's a dicey thing because... Like I said, I, I guess I have to wait to see how seriously injured the guy is. Do you think he was just trying to taunt and
5: got a little too close to the action? Of
4: course, that's exactly what happened. He was caught up in the moment. The
3: fan got caught up in the moment. It was a big win. It was against Duke. Right running on the floor. Let me let me let me yell at one of their players. Give him a mouthful. And then we banged knees. That's exactly what happened. But why are we blaming the player?
5: Like Oh, I'm anti-blame player. I I keep on seeing people try to say, oh, he's trying to trip the fan with his walking step. It's just it's ridiculous. Don't you think he had every right? I did see
4: some (laughs) some of that. (laughs) My eyes did
3: see a little of that leg. Let me ask you this. (laughs) Don't you think he had every right to try to get off that floor without getting hurt or injured or even yeah. brushed up on. Of course Doesn't he had the, the right to okay, do Okay, that. so that. I, 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 I don't that, think though.
4: I need two forearm shivers to somebody well, I think or trying just, to do that is what it looked like to me to try to get off the floor. I thought that was a little too spicy for my take. Did you see the kid trying to give uh, him an I, earful? I, I, saw, I saw it all. I, I saw it all.
3: I just thought the I two, thought he was trying to brace himself for anything. Oh, like no, I comes think near he me. saw
4: that dude coming and was like, oh yeah, this is my chance to get a little lick then why are we so
3: celebratory when fans run on the field and, and players in action belt them? Then why, are we, why, then why, why do you <laughs> know, celebrate actually, that? I think it's the
4: security guards more than the players. No, no, but when the players come off the field and that. belt somebody, then why? Oh,
3: man, I, because wouldn't that be the same thing? Why would he have a right to don't know, do right, that? All right, all right, you came right. on, his, in, on his place of work. Like when those streakers are fans and they come there, and then you get that player jumping off the sideline and just getting there licking. Well, Bobby, you like that, Bobby, don't you? Bobby
4: Wagner told us that that's didn't work saying. out
3: That didn't work out too well yeah, for he, him because the animal people were trying to... Well, he didn't know c- that, <laughs> and that's why we gave him a pass, man.
4: but I mean... Oh, but you like that. I, did, I never said I liked it. I, I never said that I liked it. I think you're assuming people like that. I, think, I never I said think that I think we're drawing a
3: line. Team Wake, team fan Wake Forest or Team Filipowski. I'm starting to
4: become more <laughs> Team Wake Forest for sure. <laughs> As now that we're, we're, we're talking about this... <laughs> Uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, do they play funny. today? Does Wake Forest play today? Because if they do, I'm about to bet it all on Well, that. I would hope not. For genomic. I don't think they... What do you mean? They may have a game today? Well, when was
3: that game? Was it Saturday or Sunday? it may
4: have been Saturday.
3: It was Saturday. Was it they Saturday? Play
5: Lu- uh, I'll tell you who they play. They
3: play Notre Dame tomorrow. Oh, they're trash, right? Or did they win this weekend?
5: I mean, Notre Dame's kind of gotten some wins recently. It is at Notre Dame. It is at
3: Notre Dame. You got a line for that? No, you don't get one of those for college hoops till day off. stupid. Uh, but yeah, I'm... Yeah. I think what you're hoping for is they get to storm as many courts as possible all the way out. Road and home.
4: <laughs> and I hope it happens against Duke. I hope it happens against Duke. I mean, what, let me you ask you this.
3: What will you say, if anything, if Filipowski misses the next game? Nothing. Oh, okay. this so has you're not to even be, giving this, him that. This would
4: have to be like, he's okay. out for, for the, the C- ACC season? tournament. And then maybe... But, like... They it's do play
3: just, Wednesdays. Got so Sunday, Monday. He's got three
4: days. It's just, if it's just a sprain. loan for me, and then to hear Jay. Oh, no. we should all rush. Like really, Jay Billis. If you didn't go to Duke, are you saying that? No, I don't know. I'd have to go back and hear what he said about
3: all these court stormings. He's
5: been very <laughs> consistent on being against yeah. court stormings, but to Ugh. this extent, I haven't yeah. heard of it. And him you either. know why he took it to this extent. Because it's the brotherhood. It's
4: his
3: guy, And that's why I brought it back to is if this happened to Ohio State, the team that we cover and watch and comment on every day, if Bruce Thornton had to get helped off the court because Ohio State was, I know this would be pie in the sky, a top-ranked team in America, and got bounced at, name the school, uh... Who's the worst team in the Big Ten right now outside oh, of Ohio State? Michigan. Michigan. All right. Michigan. So let's say they storm the court and
4: Bruce gets hurt. Well, Are you still uh, like, well, Team Michigan. Listen. I'm on Team Michigan fan. Here's the thing here. You know the whole Michigan thing adds a whole other layer to it for people. For people, it adds a whole right, other layer. Another school. So people, that would not work out well. It used Wait. to
3: be Northwestern. Now it's not anymore.
4: <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Team Wake Forest okay. on this. Right. The media, the national media has <laughs> Matty, made me. Matty's demanding the doctor's report. Like, demand the medical. Because this is just. Sick. I need to see the x-rays. Carry the MRI. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we got, mentioned the T. Higgins news. <laughs> we well, got to get something. Here's, here's, get. here's why. Because that story was better.
3: That's number one. And number two, oh he was expected God. to get tagged. We go. He got tagged at $21.8 million. I have no idea whether he's going to sign it. He has till March 5th. Between now and then, they'll work on a long-term extension. And you, by the way, you've been calling for this. Let's see how much he really wants the, to be there. That's the big part And so that's now. why this wasn't a big topic. Yeah, that's he it. got
4: tagged. It was expected. Now we wait and see. I'm going to throw this out there okay. real quick. I'm laying the seven and a half and rolling with the Sacramento Kings tonight against the mm. Miami Heat. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Sign up at OH.Bet365.com. <laughs> 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
5: And may the odds be ever in your favor.
3: I don't know if it'll spill over into the hallway again, but well, that was pretty fun. We'll come back with Mike DeCoursey next, talk about Ohio State's target for their next basketball coach. We'll see if he has any ideas and who he favors. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: We used to have a billboard with our host's face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly, hey! The Fan, Ohio sports desk...
1: He's as tender as a well-done steak. This, this
2: is, is Rothman and Ice.
3: Oh, we are never going to agree on this. I just saw the running of the Bulls again at Wake Forest. This guy's trying to cross I-270 in rush hour. I know he's seven feet tall. Maddie and I, we just have to agree we will never... Mm-hmm. There's no way that I am going to err on, on team fan Wake Forest. This, like, give him a chance to get off the damn floor. All right. Our guy, Mike DeCoursey, I'm sure he's got an opinion on this. It's the story of the day. Sporting News, College Hoops, we'll get to a lot with him. Big Ten Network studio analyst as well. Mike, welcome back to the program. Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing okay. I guess we're better than Filipowski right now. Um, <laughs> now we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it was nothing and he was able to um, get off the court and and be able to show up for the next game. But is there a compromise here where you just don't crack down on the kids with a chance to celebrate with their uh, fellow students versus uh banning court storming forever.
8: Why not ban it forever?
3: Well, just for what, what I said, it? which is there's just th- to be able to go out there on the court as a fan. Th- these kids are not pros, they're their fellow classmates presumably, and and I feel like there's a there's room for both. I think the storming is the, the is the word though, right? I mean, they ran out there at full sprint. That's how you have a problem. I mean, just letting them out on the court after a, after a big win, I don't have a huge problem with.
8: I just don't see the purpose of it. I, I, I just don't. I, I think there, there are places that never storm, and they are among the absolute best places in America to go watch a college basketball game. I don't think, it's certainly not in my time covering college sports has there been a court storm at Kansas. And, a, and I would challenge anybody to find a better place to watch a college basketball game than Allen Fieldhouse. It's just, it, it, it's this thing that we do because it gets on TV and even more so important in today's time that you can take a selfie and, and put it on Instagram or take a video and put it on Instagram. It just has nothing to do with the sport at all. A lots of sports, you know, like it, there's, there are good crowds at college hockey games. Anybody running out on the ice?
3: Here's the difference, Mike. You're dealing with Kansas, first of all, it's a great program. They're going to be a great program for a long time. We're dealing with a team that hasn't been in the tournament in 13, 14 years, and, and usually when they get there, they don't do much. Like I think that's the difference. They beat Duke. Like I think we at least have to leave room for, hey, Wake is different than Kansas.
8: Well, it, it, it is different, but, it doesn't, but it, it, it's no more required for a, for a fan to have a good time at a football game. I, I, I came, uh, my wife and I came a couple of years ago to Columbus uh, to the horseshoe. She, we, we lived in Ohio for 18 years and never made it to a, to a Buckeyes game at the horseshoe. And, and I took her to see uh, them play. I think it was Rutgers on our anniversary weekend. She loved it, but nobody ran on the field. I mean, it's just, it, it was, it's a fabulous experience. It, it, you're perfectly entitled to celebrate at your seat. If, the, if it's so important that they celebrate with the players, let them go up into the crowd where the crowd belongs. I am not being an old man here. I'm being a realist mm-hmm. that there are there are thousands of sporting events played on it, in which the people who are happy about the results celebrate where they are. And it happens every day it, it, across the globe. And in college basketball, we think they have to be on the floor to celebrate. I, I think that's complete nonsense. It completely uh, abrogates the responsibility for player safety. Uh, player safety is the most important element of this. And the second most important element of this, in a sense, because they're the ones who are, uh, who are going where they're not supposed to go, is the safety of the people who storm the floor. There have been lots of injuries over, over the years in circumstances like that. Uh, most of the time it's harmless, no big deal, but sometimes people get hurt on that, and that's why I, the, the, the various ideas that are presented, put a clock up or something like that, what you're doing as a university at that point is saying it's okay to be out there, and once you say it's okay to be out there, then the university is liable for anything that happens.
3: It's a good point.
4: So it's, it's an interesting debate for sure, Michael. Let's, uh, let's bring it here to Columbus because as you know, it's been a, it's been a, been a rough year for the Buckeye basketball team again. <clears throat> but I want to look ahead with you and get your thoughts on candidates, right? You got Jake Dever right now who's got that nice win against Purdue and picks up a win against Michigan State. But Holtman's now obviously out of the equation. When you look at the landscape of college basketball, if you were running the show here, who would be some guys you reach out to?
8: Well, you know, one of the things that I, I mean, there are lots of different people. Uh, to me, it's more about level of candidate than it is about any individual person, that sort of thing. Uh, but I think that what's interesting about this search is it's probably the first one that's conducted in the new era, uh, the new economic era of, of college sports. And I, I mean, it's the first one in basketball. It's different now than it was 12 months ago, because now we're going into a time when there are only four conferences, four four Football conferences remaining, power football conferences remaining. Uh, there, there is a significant separation economically now. Uh, that this, now that the contracts have kicked in between the SEC slash Big Ten and everyone else. So ordinarily, I would say that all the pipe dream candidates that are proposed, uh, guys who are having successful careers elsewhere, w- wouldn't be gettable. Because it doesn't make any sense for me if I'm making not just using a figure four million dollars a year where I am, and let's say Ohio State's willing to pay me five and a half that is a million and a half dollars, but I might go there and not like it, and I like it where I am. That that's and so usually it ends up being not one of those people, but it might be different now. I mean because now we don't know what the future of college basketball is, what the future of college athletics will be like. It's just it's impossible to predict. So. It, it, the one thing that you could say is that being on that side of the divide is definitely a better place to be than being on the other if something additional beyond what we have now happens.
3: Michael DeCourcy with us uh, covering College Hoops, Sporting News, and Big Ten Network on the Brian Heating Cooling System's Fangus Outline? All right, Mike, who do you trust in this conference and the tournament? I know the usual suspects are that. I mean, Purdue's got Edie, and, you know, they flamed out. A year ago, they're going to be a top seed, even though, obviously, they lost to Ohio State here not long ago. Illinois is a very interesting team. Wisconsin seems to be able to flip the switch a little bit and be a very tough out. This Northwestern team, speaking of tough outs, I think they're one of them now. Um, Is there a team that you would say, I trust this team now, or is the Big Ten just a crapshoot?
8: I think the whole thing is a crapshoot just about. Yeah. Uh, Because if you think about it, The three teams that have clearly proven – two teams have clearly proven that they are uh, superior to everyone else. And Houston took a big step in that direction by going to Baylor on the weekend and winning. So there are probably three teams that are separated. I still put Houston a little bit in the not sure category because of the construction of the team. Uh, They're not like any other champions that we've seen. You don't usually win a championship. I I can't think of any that's ever happened where both of the top-scoring options were small guards. I guess maybe the closest would have been 87, Indiana, which, which only one of the top-scoring options was a small guard. But it, he was the first and second option, and that was Steve Alford. But other than that, uh, you just don't win like that. Uh, it, it, you usually have to have some wings or some or some big guys that can really score, and and that's not really who Houston is. Uh, so I, I wonder about them, but I don't trust anybody in this tournament. Uh, I trust UConn. That's the one team that I know th- that they would have to fail to not make the Final Four. I mean, it would have to be like they're them having their worst day. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's going to go out and best day them. If they if two teams having good or good to best days, uh, UConn's winning. Um, Purdue, I th- well, I think if Purdue could be on their best day that they'll make the final four as well. But there have been fewer of the best days for them lately. Uh, they've got Fletcher lawyer in another slump, just like happened last February. He, he finally broke out. The, the, the irony of that is he finally broke out of the slump in the game against fairly Dickinson, but they didn't get him the ball. He was the only one making shots and they didn't get it to him enough. And that, and so they weren't able to get enough points to beat fairly Dickinson I I trust them more than I did a year ago, but they need to have more than one shooting option. Lance Jones has been very reliable, but guys are going to miss sometimes. So you need to have two or three guys that you can really rely on so that, so that the big, the bad days don't all coincide. It's very rare that like three guys that can really shoot are all going to have the same bad day. Right now they're, they're, they're in that window where, Lance is making shots, but no one else is.
3: Yeah. Good stuff, man. I totally agree with you on this whole tournament is is up for grabs, and it should be a lot of fun. And we'll see if Ohio State can actually make some noise here at the end of the year, which they've done already. Thanks, Mike. Be well. Thanks, guys. Yep. Mike DeCorsi, Sporting News, Big Ten Network studio analyst. He was on the Bryant Heating Cooling System's FANGUS outline. By the way, during the interview, I get a, uh, a tweet. It says Kansas did storm the Allen Fieldhouse um, after they won the national title. Yes, there was no game being played. They were watching the North Carolina game in the field house. And when they won, it took about a minute, but they decided to go out in the center of the court and jump around. That's so funny.
4: Like people just reading headlines. Yes, they stormed the court. There were no players. It's there's no perfect answer to this, right? Like I I think your idea is one of the best ideas that I've heard. It's just the timing of it could get. Funky and with that many people, you're trying to prevent from storming onto the court. I don't know. Maybe here's, Michael here, the course he's right. Maybe we just need to completely do away with it, it. Here's what happens:
3: it's it's very tough in the moment to make sure it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You almost have to set it up, it ha- and it has to be done by the home coach. Because the coach has the biggest respect of the fan Grab base, the hopefully. mic and say, don't you dare. You, you've got it, right, yes. Right
6: out here you don't live floor. in Cleveland, you live in
3: Cincinnati. <laughs> Pull a whole Sam Weish show. Oh him, my goodness, right? or Greg Popovich protecting yeah.
2: Kawhi Leonard. We don't blew him here. That was nonsense.
3: All right, we come back with Tell the Truth next. Rothman and Ice and the
2: fans. The only radio show Ryan Day listens to when we're holding him hostage, making him listen to a radio show. The Buckeye Show.
1: Weeknights at 6. The Fan. Tell the truth with Rothman
5: and Ice. Sponsored by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
3: All right, CB, take us
5: home. All right, I want to bring this up because I saw it from one of my favorite websites on the internet. It's called College Poll Tracker. Now I was it tracks wondering where that was going. Yeah, let's is let's that, be careful now. Was is that an off-campus <laughs> thing? I was wondering where that no, was going. No, this one is safe for work. Uh but college no college polls tracker. College polls tracker. It tracks the AP poll and how people vote in it both for college... <laughs> (laughs) college... college football and college basketball. And I saw today the latest AP poll for college basketball came out and there was a voter that I won't name that put the Arizona State Sun Devils, a 14 and 14 team inside his top 10. Now, it clearly wasn't a mistake because Arizona and Auburn both make appearances in this poll. So, he just believes that they are a top-ten team after beating Washington Washington State over the weekend. My question to you is, do we need to stop putting too much emphasis on the AP polls? Well, do they? Do they I mean, is the committee? Well, not really. Right, so I, I mean, I, I, guess is, I think for the public. Yeah, yeah, if it's for the public, then,
3: you know... It- Listen, you got to have certain responsibility, but this is all subjective. This this goes way past the subjective line. Yeah. This is extreme bias. You cannot um, take a fourteen and fourteen team and make them top ten. That that almost says you're mocking the mm-hmm. poll and you're mocking the vote, and then you're wondering whether that person really is taking it seriously. I mean, yeah. I listen. You can get angry at every person for you don't think there's people that cover Ohio State that have Heisman votes that don't err on the side of. Of their guy, each region of the country wants. Like you start to know these guys, you interview them. Maybe you liked them. Maybe you did a feature on them. I'm rooting for them. Like there's it, there's personal bias in all of this. That is so far over the line that I would think it would need to get called out amongst the Associated Press. I think and it's find well out where.
4: How do you justify that? I think it's well said, man. I agree with everything you said. I know for me personally, CB, when it comes to the AP poll in college basketball, it's something I invest in, especially when we get to mid-January, early portions of February, just because I know that this is a good kind of reference point, a thing that I can go to on Saturdays when I'm bouncing around watching a whole bunch of games, and it matters at the time. For college football, we're all waiting for that the CFP rankings to come out to really start diving in, at least for me when it comes to really the, who the legitimate teams are at the most important portion of the calendar. So I, I like the AP poll. I have no beef with it. Everything AR said about that guy voting for that team in that slot's absolutely ridiculous, and it needs to be called out
5: handle the truth all right today's national day is pistachio day now very popular recently has been the ice cream flavors involving mm. pistachio are you in or out on that and if you haven't had it would you try it
4: i have not had it but i absolutely would try this hey or is this something that's in your realm of life when it comes to food that you enjoy i've never indulged in this but it is something that i would i want so to tap into
3: pistachio has been around for a long time it feels like when i was a kid it was like there was a trend it felt like where my like my mom would buy bags of pistachio nuts and whatever you you know they're already had they're a little bit split and they, they actually taste pretty good okay um, so I remember being younger liking it i I have tried pistachio ice cream but it hasn't been in forever I do think that when CB and I were out in Vegas I think that gelato place had a pistachio that I think it was yeah. that I almost tr- went to and what did I get I can't remember what I got instead um Vegas is a blur. Um, but That's what you should if, be saying. If you're if you're putting like we talked about this. If you're putting chocolate mint ice cream or chocolate chip mint ice cream next to pistachio ice cream, I am not choosing that over chocolate chip mint. I'm just not. But I would be back in willing to try. Oh, would they send me somewhere special?
5: I am willing to try it again. I mean, personally I don't know, but I'm sure there's a place that does it pretty well. All right. Did you say, I know my truth? I know my truth. All right, with the combine this week, I'm putting you to the test. You have to pick your test, or whether it's the 40 yard dash, uh, one of these leaping contests. My question to you is if I put you through the drills, which one would you pick and why? Now or back
3: then? Mm. <laughs> Let's go now. Yeah, because that's careful. You know, I'm not doing a shuttle with a half tournament. You're doing the broad jump? No, I never liked that. I, I never liked yeah, the man. standing broad jump. Uh, see, the three-cone and anything shuttle-wise, that's going to tax that meniscus. I'm not going to do bench. How much yet you bench? Um, I feel like... Boy, that's rough. Can I do something football-wise? Just catch a football? Like, can I do the... Are you going through, like, the receiver drill? The jugs machine. <sighs>
4: That's the drill right there. I that think gauntlet drill. You don't you even gotta, have to hold on to it that keep, long. No, you really don't. Keep your head on a swivel. Now, you may catch a football off the nose if you're not if your head did not turn around quick enough. But that's the drill, CB, that I think I could have some success. Not a lot, but some success.
5: Yay, yeah. ain't lying. Let's finish up with the Daily Fan Poll. It's sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. The question is, what was the biggest win Saturday? Was it the woman over Maryland? The men over Sparty? What a jackets over the Rangers? Yeah. All of them
4: impressive. I think just because of where the men's basketball team currently is, I'm going to go with them. My expectation level for the women is really yeah. high. I expect them to have success in roll. So I'm going to go with the men's basketball yeah, team. Yeah, Maddie's
3: right on this. They were a 10-point dog, I think, at Sparty. They were down 12-12 to, to go, and they were shooting horribly. Uh, I want to give the Jackets credit. They did end a 10-game win streak for the Rangers. However, they did get... Certainly, the benefit of the Rangers not, you know, finding. I mean, Shesterkin had given up three goals in three games, and guess what they said? We're playing the Jackets. We're going to give you a rest. I mean, there is the little bit of difference. Now it's great that they were able to beat quick. Marchie was amazing. We'll talk more about this in the next couple of days. But uh, and I want to give them credit for certainly ending that streak. But it is, it is what Diebler did this weekend in East Lansing to a ish team of Tommy Izzo. Ah!
4: Before we go, if you missed Michael deCourcy if you missed Steve Hellwagon or me turning heel on the Duke basketball program, wherever you get your podcast, type in Rothman and I said, we'll be there waiting for you. The cage match
3: of Matty Ice-Hayes versus the seven-footer Filipowski is going to be sanctioned very soon. Oh, and then we'll see what happens. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Comment and T-Bone Up next. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
2: Big voice guy here to remind you that you're listening to the fan. Ohio sports destination. Okay, thanks. I have three more seconds. Uh bye bye. It's a fan action update. What a day! What a day! What a day for Ohio State hoops! This action update's brought to you by ESPN Bet Gambling call One Eight Hundred Gambler. The women's team clinches the Big Ten tournament one seed, and with Dale Bonner's game winner, the men's team ends that four hundred and twenty day road losing streak with a win over Michigan State. Ohio State was four to one on the money line and a ten and a half point underdog. Mm. Onions for the ESPN Bet action update. I'm Scotty Vegas.
6: Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
1: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
2: WBNSFM. HD1 Columbus. The Fan.
8: Sports. Good afternoon. I'm Ryan Baker. How about the finish to that Ohio State-Michigan State game yesterday? Dale Bonner hits a three in the final second to give the Buckeyes a 60-57 to win. Here's Bonner on snapping that 17-game
0: road losing streak. Oh man, it feels good. Uh, you know, we put in a lot of work, uh, you know, a lot of unseat hours and we finally got a road win so it just feels good.
8: The Ohio State women's hoops team remain number two in the AP poll after their 79-66 win over Maryland on senior day. The Buckeyes Guys clinched the share of the Big Ten regular season title and the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. The Reds and Guardians both about to get underway in Cactus League play. Cleveland takes on the San Diego Padres at 310. The Reds are in split squad action facing the Seattle Mariners at 305 and the Milwaukee Brewers at 310. This
0: one sponsored by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at Nature Stone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.